Let's go today to the third uh, and, uh, well, probably the most confusing aspect of personal development, body-mind awareness. Let's first work on the East, the inside. Body-mind awareness means being aware of how your body and mind interconnect. So uh, as a good example of this, you know, as um, it's pretty much everyday language these days that uh, getting some exercise every day is really good for your mental health. Uh, Going out for a walk in nature is really good for your mental and emotional health. Uh, really uh, important is relaxation. It's really good for your mental health. Now, you're relaxing your body, but your mind is getting helped. You're exercising your body, but your mind is getting um, energized. You're exercising your physical body, and your mind is getting stronger. So I don't think that there is too many um, questions these days as to the internal impact of exercise, feeling good, mental health, and, uh, and uh, let's call it um, sustainability or, or, or physical health uh, and, and keeping your immune system at a really high level. We know there are things that impact uh, mind-body health, such as sleep, uh, diet, um, worry and anxiety, and um, um, a, a degree of inspiration we have regarding our vision of the future. And it, we work on these uh, topics on a daily basis with the Inner Wealth Power Hour, which lasts for 30 minutes. By working on the back on track, the Inner Wealth Power Hour, you're given a gift. You're given the gift of mind-body health internally. And I think that is like the East is covered. Mind-body health internally. You've got your inner, your inner wealth, you've got your inner work, you've got your physical health, you've got your diet program, you've got your sleep, you've got a, a massively fantastic process for dealing with any level of anxiety or worry, you've got clarity about the future which opens your heart. So from an internal point of view, the sense of how do I feel, you have a way of dictating that and controlling your mind-body health. Now, What the part of this equation that's often confusing is that it has a massive impact on your brand. So your mind, body, health. Firstly, let me say this. Within 10 seconds of meeting you, I can tell where where your mind, body, health is. In other words, what I'm saying is I know you long before I meet you. And so does everybody else. So your mind-body health is not just a, a part of uh, how you feel and how you're going and how whether you can dictate your feelings and your inspiration or your motivation for the day. It's how you impact others. Now, how you impact others is your, yes, you got it, it's your brand. And how you impact others will determine the level of success you achieve in achieving your goals because every goal you have Every single one of them requires somebody else to participate, whether it's great sex or whether it's a million dollars in the bank or whether it's a new house or whether it's a long relationship or whether it's happy kids 
or whether it's a new position in your business or whether it's a new job, whatever it, whatever you're talking about in terms of your goals, 100% of those goals require the participation of other human beings. And if other human beings are able to pick up on the notes and the tones and the vibrations and the energies of your mind-body awareness then you must realize that mind-body awareness is 50% internal. How do I feel? And am I healthy? And am I staying alive? And am I calm? And am I happy? And all these things. That's really important. But the other 50% is what are, what are the signals I'm sending to the world? Am I looking tired? Am I slouched? Am I responding with emotion? Am I enthusiastically asking questions of people? Am I engaged in what they're saying? Am I turning up to their world? Am I representing the brand of trust that I have demonstrated time and time again to that to, to the world that's really important for them to, to enable them to come in and actually buy my product, buy my service, buy my deliverable? Now, if every time you turn up for work at eight o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning or whatever time you turn up, you're a variable. You can get really angry or you could get really sad or you can get really excited or you can get really disappointed or you can get frustrated. That's a, a, a variable brand. And if it's if your brand is a variable, uh, unless you're a rock star on stage or unless you're a performer as an actor who's paid to have a variable brand. But even an actor has to turn up on stage. Now, I've coached actors for years and years and years. They've been one of the most joyful uh, group of people I've ever had to coach and performers, stage performers, um, musicians and what have you. And they're fantastic. But it's one of the most difficult jobs because if they have a character on stage and that character is, let's say, uh, hypothetically right now, an angry uh, business person, angry business person, and that's the character they're playing in the documentary or the movie or the series or the TV show or the performance, and they perform that five, six, seven hundred times. Every single time they have to turn up in character, which means on brand. Now, if I take business people and I say turn up on brand twice a week, the same, they'll get confused. They'll question me. They'll say, well, that's not authentic because some days, you know, because of my spousal environment or because of my the traffic or because of the weather or because of my um, sore knee or because of some complaint, I have the right to be a variable brand. And I go, yeah, yeah, I guess you do. And that's what's called mass consciousness. That's what's called um, employees. That's what's called the low-hanging fruit of the job market. But if you want to be uh, a brand that's recognized uh, and trusted and and bought and delivers a benefit to people on a constant basis, you have to be virtually, you have to be an actor who's playing the same role every single day for the next 20 years. Now, <clears throat> of course, the writers and the script writers are rewriting every day uh, with notes to actors on stage who play, for example, one person I worked with played um, the lead role in a show such as Cats for three years. So that's 300 or uh, 300 performances, maybe more a year, because sometimes six, seven times a week. Uh, 
for three years. Their character changed. It wasn't the same play <laughs> three years later. The character changed very slightly. The audience didn't see the character change, but the character was more uh, improved. It was still a cat. So what we're talking about here is you being able to recognize what it is that you're offering as a, an external brand. And the external brand is delivered through mind-body awareness. Because when you become aware of your body, you become aware of your posture. You become aware of your breathing. You become aware of how your posture and your breathing affects other people. In therapy, when I'm doing coaching with someone who's in a very highly emotionally um, uh, hurt position, I breathe in exactly the same breathing rhythm that they are breathing. And then I change my breathing slowly and they follow me out of their breathing pattern into mine. Now, that's a very old therapy process. It's a very, also, it's a great sales process when you're working with a client who's aggravated or agitated. You breathe to the same pattern as them and then you gradually change your pattern uh, over a period of one or two minutes to bring them out of their breathing pattern into a calm pattern. And that uh, process is... Well, as I say, it's therapy 101, but we can use it in our lives to realize that breathing uh, and our mind-body awareness has a huge impact on our brand and how we're able to deliver product, which is service or deliver a sales pitch or whatever it is, to a client at the other end of the spectrum. And that's the beneficiary of our brand, remembering there's the internal, there's the external. The internal, we are the beneficiary of our brand because it makes us feel things. Externally, which is 50% of the work of all self-development, is how do we present ourselves in a way that gets us our result. Now, if you say, I don't give a shit what people think, I don't, all I care about is my spirituality, my self-feelings, my emotions, staying really calm inside, I don't care then please don't write goals because if you don't care what people think and you don't care how, what an impact you make on others and you don't care about how all the internal work is reflecting on the outside, don't tell me that you want your kids to grow up a certain way. Don't tell me you want your spouse to act in a certain way. Don't tell me you want your clients to behave in a certain way. Don't tell me all that because that's not going to work. 50% of self-development is behavior change to match the goals we have. Now, if we're so stuck on the idea that we are a self, we are a personality, and all those things are fixed, and, we, and our job is to bring those personality and all the fixed things out in an authentic way, then you're on the wrong podcast <laughs> because that's bullshit. We are, I'm able to change the Maya Brig characteristics of a human being in two hours. I'm able to show that if you shift your beliefs about things that have happened in the past, you'll shift your behavior about things that will happen in the future. This is pretty easy stuff. Uh, elasticity of the brain is a known factor. So whether you use a, a neuro-linguistic programming or a hypnotherapy, whatever it is, we can change a human's response. Therefore, we can change our character in a sense of how we uh, present ourselves. And that's why I don't like character tests in corporate environments that position and pigeonhole people in what appears to be the suggestion that our character is a fixed entity. If 
let's say tomorrow you said, you know what, I'm sick of being a management consultant or whatever job you've got. I want to be a, a yoga teacher. You can't bring that same personality you had in the corporate world into yoga teaching. It won't work. In yoga teaching, you need to have more compassion, more di- a whole lot of different engaging qualities, and you bring up different parts of yourself and put away different parts of yourself, depending what the brand is needed, because the brand is there to serve the clients, and the clients will go away if you don't present benefit to them in your character. So there are no accidents with all this. There is a very deliberate link between what you want in life in terms of uh, your goals and manifesting and who you want to be, who you need to have engage with you in order to get what you want in life and what character you present to the world or what position you present to the world. And changing that position and character can't be just overnight. It has to be done in a way that your mind-body process, the thing that we worked on in the original part of this podcast, the mind-body process needs to be so deeply ingrained in your spiritual and your self-awareness that it authentically represents itself externally. But it's not fixed. It can change. If you want to be softer, then you can be like Chris and you can bring out the soft, gentle, harmonious part of yourself and give kisses to everybody and be in love. And I did that as a yoga teacher, as a meditation teacher, and as a teacher in Bhutan. Or you can be a keynote speaker in Canada, and you go, G'day, mate, how you going? I'm really happy to be here. It's bloody fantastic. I'm so enthusiastic to be in Canada because I love this place. I love you bastards up here, and I can be that guy. So you change your character to the benefit of the client. It wasn't me who wanted to be soft. It's the clients who wanted me to be soft in order to teach my yoga. It wasn't me who wanted to be the Australian guy in Canada. It was the Canadian people who wanted an Australian guy to speak. And so I could only get my message out through that mechanism of uh, connection. So we need to be, our mind-body aspect of our personal development is really critical to give us adaptability, to teach us how to change our mind and change our body and change them in sync because you can't change one without the other so that we feel right in delivering the benefit to the client, which is our brand in our service of delivery of the product or the or, or the or the service that we're arriving at, um, I've had to teach many doctors about bedside manner, where they've got come from an operating theatre environment to a more face to face environment with clients, and they've had to develop a bedside manner that they really didn't have before. They had it within them; they just didn't have to use it externally. So. This ability to morph between um, uh, between characters and do, and and create brand that's constant and evolves a, at a steady pace. And that's what coaching does: evolves your brand at a steady pace. And rather than radical change, which will disrupt the market, disrupt those people who are engaging with you, evolve your brand. And the way we do it, evolving the brand, is we start from its root. We start from the body mind awareness. 
Body-mind awareness, again, it means how flexible your body is, how much exercise you get, how much what you eat, what you drink, uh, uh, what time you wake. The whole body-mind awareness is a link between the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual aspects within us. And that link in the, in, that we engage in the power hour brings to the table flexibility of brand, flexibility of character, and an identity that matches with our goals. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.